Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. We thank God for bringing us to the first Sunday in the month of May. Our God is good, is worthy to be praised. Welcome to Sunday school. Let's pray. Almighty God, we thank you. Thank you for the gift of life. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for being mindful of us. Lord, be glorified in Jesus' name. Our dear God, as we go into our Sunday school today, Holy Spirit of God, minister our life unto us in Jesus' name. Let your glory alone be seen. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. We are looking at lesson 35 of our Tinsel, and the topic is home training. As usual, let's have a quick recap of our lesson 34. Our lesson 34, the topic was Acts of Prayer, and we read Luke chapter 18, verse 1 to 8, and our memory verse was taken from Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, which says, Praying always with all prayers and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. At the end of the study, we were able to know what act of prayer is. And the central truth for the lesson was because God has fashioned our hearts individually, our prayers need to flow naturally out of our hearts and be consistent with the way he has designed us. God wants to hear us just the way he has created us in, in all our uniqueness. And what are the hearts of prayer? To worship in truth and in spirit, to live a consecrated and committed life. We should ask, seek, and knock. And of course, we should engage in prayers of intercessions and prayers of agreement. What are the keys to powerful prayer? Obedience to God and his instructions, working in God's righteousness, holiness, and also sin hinders our ability to pray. We must be fervent and consistent. We must pray without fainting. We must believe in the authority of prayers and the force being generated when we pray. We should be good to people. We must walk in love. We must forgive others. And of course, for us to have a powerful and effective prayer, faith is required. So what are the entrances to answer prayers? We have seen praying out of the will of God, asking amiss, worry, when we worry, when we doubt, anxiety, and ingratitude. All these things are answers to our prayers. God wants our prayers to be honest and heartfelt, and he wants our communication with him unhindered by rules, regulation, legalism, and obligation. So he wants us to come to him just the way we are. Then he intends our prayer to be an integral part of our everyday life, the easiest thing we do each day. He wants you know, our prayer to be one of the easiest things we do. We know that we can talk to our Father, at any time. I pray that the Lord will help us to hold on in the place of prayer, to pray without ceasing in Jesus' name. I pray that the Holy Spirit of God himself will teach us how to pray. Praise the living Jesus. Praise the living Jesus. Hallelujah. Our Bible text for today is Quran uh, chapter 4 verse 1 to 25 and our topic once again is home training. Home training. The Bible uh, text is a long read I'll just pick a few verses from it. Verse 4, verse 1 to 5. Hear you children instruction of a father, and attend to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine, forsake you not my law. For I was my father's son, tender and only beloved in the sight of my mother. He taught me also and said unto me, Let thy heart retain my words, keep my commandments and live. Get wisdom, 
get understanding, forget it not. Verse 8 says, Exalt her, that's talking about wisdom, and she shall promote thee, she shall bring thee to honor. When thou dwellest, embrace her, she shall give to thy head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory shall she deliver to you. Hear, O my son, and receive my sayings, and the years of thy life shall be many. Verse 12 says, When Okay, eleven. I have taught thee in the way of wisdom, I have led thee in the right path, and when thou goest out, thy step shall not be straightened and straightened, and when thou runnest, thou shalt not stumble. Take fast hold of instruction, let her not go, keep her, for she is thy life. Instruction is thy life. Praise the Lord. It's a long read, but from this uh, Bible uh, text, we see that we all come from a family. Either our original family or a foster family. And it is in this family that children are nurtured, children are taught the way of the Lord, children are raised. And in this uh, Bible text, we are ensure, we are encouraged that we to that we must ensure that our hearts retain instructions and commandments. When we are being taught, we must ensure that this act retains instruction, retains directive, retain trainings that we have been given in our homes, and we are to get wisdom and understanding for everybody, teenagers, children, adults alike, to navigate this journey called life. We need wisdom and we need understanding. That's why the Bible says wisdom is the principal thing in order to get and get understanding, and wisdom and the right application of it will bring about promotion, honor, long life, ornament of grace, crown of glory. And of course, the instruction that we take becomes our life. Hallelujah. And what are the things that are evident in this Bible text? We see that that is related to home training or us taking home training. Obedience. Obedience is key. Where we have been taught in our homes, we must obey. Adherence. Excuse me. We must adhere to what we are being taught. It's not enough to just obey once. We must continue to obey. We must be deliberate about our own training. Know that it is it is for your own good. And be deliberate about taking instructions. And we must be mindful of our words, both read time and online. Verse um, 24 says, Put away from thee a forward mouth, and a perversely put back from thee. You know, as teenagers, we must guide our tongue. Hallelujah. Guide our heart. We must stay focused. I pray that the Lord, please let's take our time to read this book of Proverbs and every other book of Proverbs. So much learning that can be put to use daily. Amen. Amen. I remember we verse taken from Exodus chapter 20, verse 12, which says, Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. And our lesson outcome is at the end of the study, we should know how know the importance of home training. Home training, a central truth, home training is vital in the development of every child of God. Home training, you know, we even showcase, we help you to showcase, you know, the glory of God, the fruit of the Spirit. We find a base even to work on when we have good home training, when we imbibe good home, uh, home training. In our introduction, in sociology, there's a constant uh, nature and nurture debate that you know man is a, is a, is man is an element of 
is a function of nature. That is what you are born naturally with, your nurture, how you are trained, including in your environment. The truth is that a, no, none of this factor is above and uh, above is far above each other. You know, nurture is as important. A well, a well brought up child will grow up to be a well brought up teenager and apply to the family. What is the responsibility of the teenager? You know, considering the life of Timothy, Timothy had good home training and he he accepted, he obeyed the instructions he was giving, he adhered to it, such that when Paul met him, Paul was endeared to him. And Paul, you know, had to make mention of his of, of his uh, mom and grandmother, Eunice and Louis, that they have done a good work in raising Timothy. Timothy was, you know, as a teenager, became so important in, in uh, Paul's ministry. And Paul, you know, took him on missions Paul sent him to people, you know, he carried messages from churches, and Paul, you know, took him as, as his own son and mentored him. They even delivered two letters of instruction to him, you know, and that is where we should get to as teenagers, so that when we are being taught, we obey, and we attract people that our helpers of destiny, people that will push us into our destiny. Hallelujah. Our study guide here says, what is good home training? It can be defined as manners and social etiquette taught at home. These are patterns of manner and behaviors that if imbibed by a child will affect his or her life, irrespective of where the child and adult finds himself or herself. That is the good manners, the social etiquette that you are being taught at home. Good manners in terms of, you know, when your parents are teaching you, say, uh, please, Thank you. Excuse me. Sorry. Uh, learn to respect your brother. Learn to share. Learn to do house chores. They may sound simple, but by the time we do it, they all come together and uh, make us teenagers with good character. Teenagers that people see and they, they, they are very proud of the kind of people that we have. What are those traits? You will see that the person is disciplined, has respect for people, is an example of believers work in good work and others include ability to work with people in a group you know when you're in a group of people you're able to work with them expression of good values and virtues and of course there will be peaceful coexistence means you can stay with people you know without quarreling without fighting hallelujah what are the benefits of home training for peace and harmony to reign in every home when you know there is good home training no, now talking from the uh, perspective of the parents, the parents are giving good training and the children are obeying. They take the instructions, they adhere to it, they are deliberate about doing what their parents have told them. There will be peace and harmony in the family. There will be obedience to God. Because when you learn to obey your parents, it will be easy to obey God. When you learn to respect, you know, people around you, it will be easy to respect God. And we'll be able to correct bad attitudes and uh, habits and attitudes early. Nobody is born perfect. You know, we, we, we exhibit some character. You know, like some people now, maybe uh, in the morning, they're waking you, you don't want to stand up, or they're trying to be lazy. It will be detected in the home, and it can be corrected. So when, you know, members of your family tell you that, oh, you do this thing, is not good. Don't discard it. Don't say, you know, that is how I am. No, it is for you to be able to Take correction, make amends, praise God. And there will be wisdom and life lessons to avoid costly mistakes. You know, when we 
when we listen to all these instructions, what our parents tell us, don't do this, uh, so that this will not happen, you will know that, you will see that when you accept all this, it will save you from costly mistakes. And it may not even be, you know, just your parent, but people that God has assigned around you. Please listen to instructions, and instructions will keep your life in Jesus' name. While looking at this uh, study, I saw the six pillars of character trustworthiness somebody who has home training is trustworthy has respect is highly responsible is fair fairness in treatment of others is caring and is a good citizen a good citizen remember if you have all this you know the, the family is the source of the people in the society so if there is a failure in the society it means that the family is failing if you know that Children that are doing wrong things in the society it means that children in the family are not uh, following instructions. This will not be your portion in Jesus' name. Let's follow instructions. Let's take home training. Yeah, it may not be easy at the time. The Bible says that no uh, training this this time, the all kind of training may not be uh, enjoying. You know, may not be enjoyable. But when you apply your heart to it, it will yield a peaceable fruit in future. Hallelujah. What are, uh, what does God say about home training? You know, to God, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. God said, your children, your children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be the peace of your children. And God has had occasion, you know, to appoint um, teachers to teach people in Samaria so that they will learn to fear the Lord. So teaching, you know, and, and teaching children is very important to God because children are precious creations and blessings. Children should be taught, you know, to pray and study the word of God. As teenagers, you must, you know, by now, you must be praying better than when you were a child. Home training is God's commandment and desire. He said you shall teach to your children where you sit down, where you lie down, where you walk by the field, you know. So in all the things that you do in your family, they are, they are packed with training that you must take. And home training should refine you, but not to make you oppressed or depressed. You know, if there's any kind of home training that now makes you oppressed or depressed, no, that is not the essence. It should, it should make you better. And if you're in a situation whereby the training you are getting, you know, makes you depressed or oppressed, check it. Check yourself. Am I doing something that is making these people to react? If you have checked yourself, please look for a godly, elderly person around you that you can talk to so that you will get the right counsel. Hallelujah. So our discussion, it has been reported that what Africans term as discipline or training is actually emotional abuse. What is your opinion on godly ways to discipline a child? Hmm. Yes, I agree because you know, sometimes our parents tend to, our African parents tend to keep on talking and talking, recalling what the child has done or sometimes even beating the child, which could be termed as abuse. So what should our parents do in a godly way to discipline our child? Say parents to discipline their child with understanding and empathy. You know, uh, sometimes we need to hear the uh, children out, hear them out, try to, to see things from their perspective you know most of the th things that they do sometimes they don't mean any harm 
So parents should probably deal with uh, teenagers, with their children, with understanding and with empathy. Even when they have done things that, you know, they shouldn't do, let's see, let's see where they are coming from so that we'll, uh, we'll be able to address the root of the problem instead of just addressing the, the issue, addressing the situation on the surface. Then we must deal in love, deal in love. The purpose of discipline must be communicated. You know, you can't just be beating a child. You can't be, you know, keep on talking and talking. The purpose, the reason why a discipline is being meted out, for instance, in the case of t uh, maybe teenagers, you have a coffee on your phone or maybe a uh, screen time, a time when, you know, you're supposed to hand over your phone for the day, you know, end of screen time, and you um, default. And your parent says, okay, if you... If you default on the screen time, you won't have access to the phone for a week. All right? The purpose has been communicated. The purpose has been communicated and you know that, okay, if I go out of this, then this is the penalty. So the purpose of uh, discipline should be communicated and parents can adopt the strategy of having a discussion, have discussion with your children on the things that... Uh, at not to be done or to be done. And when you do this, this is what will happen. And of course, the parents should follow through on that. You should deal with uh, children without giving up on them. You know, sometimes uh, by the time we feel like, uh -uh, we've been going over this on and on, and uh, we shouldn't give up on our children. They'll deal with each child as an individual, as an individual, not uh, because one person did something, then you met out the... Uh, the same punishment and all that. And we must learn to hear our teenagers out. You know, I'm sure if we have to talk to the parent, that is what will be said. Hallelujah. In our lesson and invitation, make sure you take time to appreciate your parents and guidance for training you because uh, it is so important. It takes a lot of love, energy, and wisdom to train a child. A lot of understanding, a lot of love, because whatever it is, whatever it is you know, that you think you are going through now, know that at the root of it is love. They love you and they want you to turn out right. They love you and they want you to turn out right. And it takes a lot of wisdom so that you are not broken in the course of being trained. However, if you have not been yielding to the training of your parents, you can repent today. Has the Lord to forgive you and start a new life of obedience to your parents. Praise the Lord. Please, if you have not been obeying your parents, start from today. Listen to them. The reason is they love you. They love you. They want you to turn out right. And this path that you are walking, your parents have walked the path before. And if you listen to them, you will learn from their experience. You will not make the same mistake that they have made. And from the wisdom that they have been given to you, when you follow it, you will not make any costly mistake. I pray that the Lord will empower you to begin to listen to the right people in the mighty name of Jesus. In conclusion, Eunice and Louis, Timothy's mother and grandmother, took the instructions in Deuteronomy 6, 6 to 8 of them, you know, teaching their children. As they sit down, as they walk, you know, as they as they lie down, you know, I know that for you out there, you know, you have people talking to you, even as you take his true, 
people advising you as you lie down, people advise even as you watch TV or in groups that you belong to online. Please let us take the right advice. Let us adhere. And over the years, the effort bore fruit. Timothy memorized all passages from the scripture as was custom for Jewish boys, using them to guide his life. You should also memorize, you know, scriptures. Read the book of Proverbs and you will learn lessons, you know, that you can apply to your life immediately. Gradually developed into a vessel of honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good works. Conclusively, do not despise these days of training. It may not be palatable, it may not be enjoyable, but if you endure, it is going to yield a peaceable fruit. And sometimes tough process, the training may be, may be tough. It may be tough. God has a plan for you and everything will work for your good in the end if you yield to him. Whatever processes that you are passing through now, it is important to your future. Always ask God, what lesson do you want me to learn from this situation? Or what training, what, what am I not getting? In case you are having problems with your parents, you are having problems with your foster parent or your guardian, talk to God today. Say, God, what am I not learning? Open my eyes to see it. Holy Spirit, help me. And I know that when you cry out to God, He will help you. And there will be peace where you are in the name of Jesus. We have looked at our Bible text extensively at the beginning of uh, the lesson. We have some review questions. Please, let's go through it. Our main prayer for today is, Father, humble me to pass through the training I ought to so that I can be disciplined. Father, we pray today, humble our teenagers so that they will pass through this training and so that they will transition this phase of their life into adulthood and they will have no regret, no costly mistakes in the mighty name of Jesus. They will grow into responsible citizens, responsible children of God in the mighty name of Jesus and ultimately there will be peace in their homes in the mighty name of Jesus and they will bring joy and pride even to their parents in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, everlasting Father, for in Jesus' mighty name, 